0: To go to the doctor, 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 to go to the doctor,
1: to go to the doctor, 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 to go to the doctor,
0: to go to the doctor, to go to the doctor, to the doctor, to the doctor, to go
2: the what the same podcast today we have three members on on the podcast today we have soham abby and robert kester who is a special guest today and... special support patreon supporter of my channel so you all want to introduce yourselves
1: once again
0: uh hi my name is soham Deshmukh.
1: yes hi my name's, uh, Abi. My name's yep. Robert. Hi, Abby. Okay, so we're going to get started. Um,
2: Abby and Soham have been on my podcast a couple times ever since I started it. So they are reoccurring speakers. And I'm glad to have you all today on my podcast. And um, yeah, it's been a while since I made a podcast episode, probably because um, I never found time to, you know, create the script and stuff. But um we are going to start talking. And it's episode seven. So yeah, we've done uh seven episodes of on this podcast. Um we just had our uh one I just had my we just had our one year anniversary uh last month because um you know when the Super Bowl happened because I recorded when I started recording this podcast on the Super Bowl of 2020, uh, 20, I think. No, 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 2019. So This is their uh, second anniversary, I think. No, no, no.
0: I think 2020. Sorry,
2: uh, yeah, I think it was, yeah, I think it was February 2020. I recorded my first episode on the Super Bowl night. That's when I decided the name of this podcast also. So, yeah, our one-year anniversary is passed.
3: Hey, so yes, yeah, that's, that's,
2: that's pretty cool. Yeah, Robert,
3: I just say congrats, one year anniversary.
2: Yeah, I mean it's been a it was a month ago, so oh. I mean we didn't record it. I didn't record a podcast then, so yeah. Uh, just before we get started, um, I was just, I this is was, this wasn't part of the script, but I was just looking at stories like news stories. And I found out it was about a story on um, uh, WhatsApp. So, you know, WhatsApp, They a lot of people have been switching from WhatsApp to um, this other app. Wait, I forget what the name is called. Do you, any of you guys know what the name is? Signal? Yeah, Signal. Like millions of users have been switching
3: from I've WhatsApp to Signal. That now, or, te- or was it Telegram?
2: No, it was Signal. A bunch of people switching from WhatsApp to Signal because uh, WhatsApp came out with a new update with like new privacy. Um, uh, what's it called? Privacy terms and conditions saying that they are going to take your personal information and they're going to use it. So many people didn't like that. So then they stopped using WhatsApp. But um, I still use WhatsApp. But. Yeah, that was a small story, sub-story, but the main thing was is that WhatsApp is finally um, adding uh, video calls and audio calls to its desktop client. So if you have the WhatsApp app installed like I do on your Windows laptop, Windows PC laptop or Mac, you have the ability to do FaceTime calls and audio calls with your friends and family members. Right now, since... I mean, before it it was in uh, beta. So when it when it's gonna, when it's gonna come out, um, it's going to you know only be compatible like with one to one person video calling or one to one person audio calling. And in, you know, in in the future, they're going to add like more people, like they do with the current WhatsApp app. So, do any of you any of you people use uh. The desktop client of WhatsApp a lot that yeah. might find this, you, like, this feature useful that WhatsApp is adding.
1: Yeah, I have WhatsApp on my MacBook, and I didn't really try it out yet, so I'm probably going to try it out soon.
3: I bet no. watched that personally. I mean, it would be
2: good, like, if you are on FaceTime on WhatsApp with a person for hours and hours, It'd be nice to use it on a laptop rather than on a uh, phone because of, you know, the bigger screen. Also, audio calls, some people don't, you know, like the small screen. So maybe that might be a useful thing for them. Okay, so other than that, the first topic I want to talk about is um, Oppo. So if you don't know already, Oppo is a... uh, it's a smartphone company in China. It holds it was it was the second uh, it has it holds the second biggest, you know, slice of the smartphone market share in China. Um, I mean the phones are kind of good. They have the best they boast about having the best camera on their smartphones. Uh their uh, building headquarters, it looks so you know, it looks so alien, like um, it looks very cool and unique compared to other buildings in Shenzhen, in China. That's where they're located. But this is a very big step in architectural advancements. I'm looking at it right now, and it like it looks very futuristic. I mean, the whole building is going to be three separate towers. I mean, the maximum height of the whole building with all the towers together will be 200 meters, so 656 feet in for us Americans, with uh, 42 floors. The total building, uh, with all the three towers together, will be six hundred six thousand and nine hundred fifty-five square feet, Whoa. or one hundred eighty-five thousand square meters. This is pretty cool for Oppo and their company Whoa. as a whole. So, um, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm going to share this link so you guys can see. Just Give me a second here, because you guys want to take a look at our Oppo's new. Petrol advancements.
3: Where should the link pop? Because all I see is the recording time or the name that just says leave recording.
2: I'm going to send you a link hmm. in like a DM. Oh, a DM, I'll right, Yes. So, based on this, what are your thoughts? How, how would you think that um, buildings will look in the future, maybe 20 years from now, or thirty years from now, like just because of how much more advanced we are getting.
0: I think like buildings will like increase in like the amount of square feet or like or like flooring yeah. plates. Um because of like the new advancements I just thing, like, you guys uh... Like there might be like portable just... desks or stuff.
2: Yeah, that might be a possibility. I mean, we already have a portable desktops. Like, there are these, like, mouse, keyboard, and 17-inch monitor portable desktops that you actually can take, which is pretty cool. So, uh, if you check your DMs, or if you check your um, iMessage chats, I sent you the link to um, the... OPPO's new headquarters, so you can take a look at it on how it looks. Guys, taking a look
1: at it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for the first picture, the building looks like... It basically, like, kind of stands out because most of the buildings in the first picture are just, like, um squares and rectangles. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that one's just, like, more, it gives it, like, a 3D feel and 3D look.
2: Yeah, if you look on the inside with the greenery and stuff and, like, the stairs up there.
1: Yeah, like, since, since, like, if it's more vibrant on the inside, like, it could also, like, um, like improve the employees, like, moods, Mm -hmm. mood. Instead of like them being grouchy and stuff like that, so like it would probably be good if they added like a lot of vibrance and light and
2: yeah, that's added some good
1: nice features.
2: Yeah, overall this is very big uh, architectural advancement, and it looks very futuristic. I mean, it does stand out from the regular uh rectangular skyscrapers that we are used to seeing for the past, like, 20 years, like, you know, those were, you know, the popular thing that people thought of as cool, and then now we just got, this is whole new, different thing. And, you know, the, the, cra- the crazy thing is, how they made the design round instead of, you know, block- blocky, like the other buildings, why do you think they would have, you know, chose that design for
1: their building? Uh, can you repeat the question? I can't really hear because you're breaking up.
2: Oh, sorry. Um, why would why would they choose a, a circular, round design for their building instead of a blocky design, like all the other modern-day buildings?
0: I think they kind of wanted to stand out and have like. Like a better headquarters.
1: Yeah, like in one but, way, if that um, stands out and it looks really nice and like the sur- in its surroundings and like chances are that it could be like unique in its own way when they start selling like when they sell their iPhones. So,
2: I mean, yeah, yeah, they sell China phones. This is uh, this is not this is the final building Um, but this is uh, this they haven't completed it yet it is still in construction here down here it says that uh, it is to be completed in early 2025 so I mean by then it may look you know very uh, weird for us now but by then it'll look you know kind of normal and you know futuristic by then the rooftop is reachable by the public offering panoramic views of the city Oh, that's probably why. You get, you know, panoramic view, See, Large atrium spaces unite all occupants through visual connectivity, helping to foster collaboration between different departments of the company, the um, but the abundance of natural light, varied working environments, the diversity of routes for staff and visitors to move throughout the building are all conductive to creative engagement and spontaneity. That's what the um, the the design architect had to say about the building. This is really nice. So yeah, that is OPPO's new headquarters in Shenzhen, China, coming in early early 2025. I mean, if you have any other uh, questions or something, then like you can uh, ask it in my Discord server, which will be down in the description below. Okay, so moving on to the next story. Looks like we had Robert jump off. Robert, are you okay with your internet connection there?
3: Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Someone called me. Very annoying. Uh, I'm back now. What
2: might want to put what, put your little thing on do not disturb mode.
3: Yeah. What? So what did I miss then? What happened?
2: I was just saying that the um that uh, they will the Z, the, what's it called, I, I forgot the name, OPPO's new headquarters in Shenzhen, China, are is currently in construction right now. It'll be open in, uh, it'll be completed in early 2025, which it'll look kind of normal and futuristic by then. I am hoping that, you know. And also, it, it also won the competition, if you read in the title here, won the competition to like you know the best design you know they're having a competition on who wants to design new as new headquarters and ZHA is the company that you know won this thing okay so we are going to the next story okay moving on here we are switching gears to Sony if you haven't heard of this Japanese company before they make texts like TVs and smartphones I'm, I'm sure you might have had a Sony product, but I can't confirm. You have any of you had a you know Sony product, your TV, or smartphone, or whatever
1: it is? Yeah, I have a Sony TV. Yeah, we have a Sony TV too, but we
2: don't use it. Right. Yeah, I used to have a Sony TV too. I mean, back when my parents got it in like 2003, it was like very very old. It looked like you know ancient, very ancient. But we trashed that and we got a new Samsung Smart TV in 2012. So good for us. With and that TV is almost ten years old. So yeah. I mean, yeah. This Japanese company, they made cameras back in the day. And you know, maybe due to their larger sensors and like their quality of the pictures, they were applauded for, you know, how much quality a Sony camera can yield. So now they made another stride with cameras by being one of the first companies To create a one inch camera sensor that would perfectly create that you know that bokeh or blur effect you see in you know some you know portrait mode pictures on iphone you get that bokeh blur effect uh that's artificial it is replicated by software and uh with with you know the camera's hardware but it's not perfect you know sony has um you know made this perfect bokeh nowadays smartphones have to use software to artificially replicate it like i said before and when you zoom in it sometimes it gives a bad impression or look like sometimes the blur you know maybe if you wear glasses it might have blurred the glasses you know it doesn't perfectly do it proper like perfectly do it and you know now looking at the website it seems here that huawei might be one of the first customers for this camera lens and they say that if huawei Uh, actually does, you know, purchase this camera lens, you know, in bulk, then they might use it for their upcoming P50 series, which is a phone series. Huawei is also a um, Chinese company. That's Chinese phone brand. So yeah, the sensor could come in April of this year. And, you know, this isn't the first time that, you know, someone did like this. I mean, you know, yes. Sony is the first one who is, kind of done this you know like you know perfected this and replicated this but you know Panasonic did this they're kind of close with the uh, Lumix CCM1 which was like the camera back in the day in like the 1970s it looked pretty old pretty Um, but yeah they did I think they did it with that so yeah so what are your thoughts about this new one inch camera that I'm talking about
1: uh did you send the link uh
2: no i have not sent the link but i will send it right now
1: okay thanks
2: yep so you guys can look at it i sent you the link so you can take a look at the story All right. Yep. Um. Yes. He's on the reportedly preparing first one-inch camera sensor. Huawei might be. You know, the sensor could arrive in April. This is what we are. Um. This is the information that we have right here, and it's called the IMX800. This camera series, and um, you know, the one-inch sensor. I mean. The thing is, Sony making these camera sensors could be the start of, you know, the bulk production of these camera sensors in the future to be used in future smartphones. Like, you know, if Huawei is going to use it in the P50 series, and then maybe if it's successful, people like it on that phone, then in the future, like maybe the five years or five, six years down the road, you know, other companies, maybe like Apple, will start implementing those good features, good cameras into their smartphones to improve it. Right? Don't you think so? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what, what, where do you think that these, this, you know, one inch camera sensor could be implemented uh, in the future?
0: Uh, it could be like implemented in like movie production, like some like some like movies use like phones or drones to to like, capture scenes that are like not possible by bulky cameras. So this might yeah. make co- the quality better. And yeah, that's a great
2: thought. You know the you know the bokeh, the blur effect in the movies. It sometimes you know it is off, but um. Yeah, it could definitely be helped to improve. I think it would be very good for uh, like, stability
3: as well, like moving it. Yeah, for, yeah. What the other guy said, just, just like moving it mm-hmm. around. Can't you? You can take it places where you can't take traditional cameras or whatever you want or video, what sits, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, we yeah we haven't seen the final product. People haven't tested it. We haven't seen the quality. We're not, sh- we're we're just hearing this, just like words from the book saying that it's good. But, you know, we actually have to see how good it really is.
3: It's very good for their cameras. Or they're not, I mean, they're good, but I mean, I don't know how good they are. But I think they're quite good for cameras, so it should be pretty good.
2: I mean, yeah, nowadays when I just go around, I don't see many photographers using you, you uh, Sony cameras. I mean, there, yeah, yeah. there are a couple people, but... um. You know, it's, it's very rare. I see most people using uh, Canon cameras. Or, or um, Nikon cameras. Yeah, Nikon cameras. That, those two are like very popular brands. Even also, I, we, my family uses a Canon camera. And I actually pretty much like that. Okay, so moving on to the next story. We're not, this time we're not going to talk about you know, pretty much, you know, uh, um, tech, we're going to move on to a flashing news story um, that was caused indirectly by COVID. Now, you guys, um, so you all know where India is, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So in South India, towards, I think... Uh, I'm not sure where exactly this was, but a mother and a father both have killed their, you know, twenty six year old daughters. Which was um what and you know you wanna know how they did it? How? They actually did it because They were, um, uh, they, you know, you know, pujas that we all do. Well, uh, us. I mean, they were, yeah, the mother and the father, they were doing a uh, puja to, uh, the god Shiva. And they were, they were just doing it for hours and hours a day. I mean, I'm reading the article here, and neighbors were saying that they rarely even saw them outside. They're all the time inside. They've been just doing these, you know, rituals Indian rituals Hindu rituals inside and you know they do that all day every day and um we know once one time they were doing a Hindu ritual for so long you know what happened what? they they got into a trance and um during this trance we don't know how but they um killed their daughter most and most of the uh we don't know where the father was, the mother was still there, so most of the you know blame was met on was put on the mother because of what she did. So and yeah, accused of killing daughters, saying she is the Hindu deity Shiva. So she was so much in the trance of, you know, worshipping Shiva that you know she she like she just thought that like he came into her and like he is now Shiva you know that's why that we 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 have to be careful of these types of people like who are in trance and you know who um who do these types of things and um and she and then she starts and then um after the police had come to their house there was like this video i watched a while ago i mean this happened in january but um when the police came to her house they were like um, open, open the door. They, they, you know, they pulled her out. They want, um, they were, they wanted to do COVID testing on her, um, because, uh, the, just to test her, like before they take her to the police station and stuff like that. She's like, no, no, I don't need, you know, COVID nineteen testing. Then she started blabbering about how COVID nineteen didn't come from Wuhan, China, that it actually came from her, uh, because she is uh, shiva. She it uh, wasn't like anger. She created this coronavirus. So, um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy story here. One of the she killed two daughters. One of the daughters was 27 years old. One of the daughters was 22 years old. Police found the battered and bloodied bodies of the two girls. Oh, oh, that's pretty disturbing. I won't really say that, but police found several telltale marks of religious rituals. The house suggesting that the double murder was related to some superstitious beliefs. The heads of. Oh, 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 okay. Um, yeah, we're not gonna talk about that. That's pretty disturbing. Um, oh, uh, oh, this is really disturbing. Yeah, so, yeah, that's just the main part of the story. The main, main moral of the story is, you know, don't get into these kinds of trances and, you know, if you see someone is in danger, you know, report to the police help them and you know, just avoid them from maybe doing things like this. She, she's she also, she, it says here, she also claimed that COVID-19 would go away in March on its own. Like, <laughs> like, oh God. Okay. Um. us see name okay so yeah the the um the whole story is pretty pretty sad, actually, how this all happened, so yeah, really just just you know, I just wanted to you know include that story because of how bad stuff like that can happen, and, and you know why we should avoid it, and so yeah. You guys have any thoughts about
1: this? Yeah, like, if you notice someone that's, like, acting unusual, then, like, first of all, like, figure out what their back, well, not really what their background is, but, like, how they're usually doing, like, what they're every, what they usually do every day and how their mood is. And then, like, I, guess I can get them the help they need if they need some, is- if they have some issues.
2: I mean, yeah, if they're in the house all day, if they're in the house all the time, like shouldn't someone be concerned and the only the daughters are coming out, you know, to you know, go shopping or do whatever they want to do and they're just stuck in the house all the time, like, you know, even before COVID, like like as if there was COVID in two thousand nineteen, thousand are they're just like quarantining themselves all the time. You know, even I can't, you know Know, that stay that long inside the house, so yeah. Okay, moving on to the next story. um We also have a story about India, but a little bit more cannot not as disturbing as what I was just talking about. But you know, I just I just had to say that I wanted to inform you, warn you about the danger that can happen in our modern day world, our modern day society. So, um, yeah. So next story I have here is um, India tightens regulatory grip on Facebook and WhatsApp, and they have new rules. Let's see, what these new rules are that they put in. So basically, this is what India wants to do. Like by putting these rules on, you know, uh, a bunch of social media apps. They want to control India's social media. Similar things like this are occurring in China where government officials are worried more about social media. Like, during COVID times, I mean, it's been more of a problem for these governments and op- um, it's coming up a lot. Like, India recently just banned, like, uh, last year, I think, and then they banned, like, 62 Chinese applications, which is, like, 62 social media applications in general.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and uh, now, the, they actually did unblock TikTok, which was blocked for a while in India. So, um, yeah. Social media firms should be, this is what um, the Minister of, for Information Technology in India says, social media firms should be more responsible and accountable. The Minister for Information Technology told reporters in the outline of the rules. Big social media firms will be obliged to remove content within 36 hours of receiving a legal order according to the rules. The government also said companies need to assist in probes or other cybersecurity related incidents within 72 hours of receiving a request. So like, you know, um, stuff like that, that they're worrying about that they want to, you know, um, help. Facebook said it welcomed rules that prescribe ways to address challenges on the web. The details of rules like these matter, and we have to carefully study the new rules, it said in a statement. Facebook-owned WhatsApp declined to the comment. A Twitter spokesman said the company would study the guidelines and look forward to continued engagement with the Indian government. So, we, we, we believe the regulation is beneficial when it safeguards citizens' fundamental rights and reinforces online freedoms. So this is all about You know, know, giving people the freedom, securing um, people, kids online when they're on social media and other stuff like that, that they are more worried about. And they want to censor censor and restrict more. So, yeah, and lots of people are, um, you know, worried, just saying, like, you know, if their apps get banned, social media apps get banned, then they can't use them. And then there will be like, I'm missing missing up on the updates and blah, 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 stuff like that. So, yeah, um, I'm not sure why. Why do you think China and India are, you know, putting so much pressure, you know, trying to do this, like, you know, increase uh, social media, cybersecurity, make sure no one is spying on them using social media apps and, you know, just putting a lot of pressure on, you know, this uh, topic only While well, in, in the USA, uh, United States of America, um, we have seen a, maybe a little bit of, you know, focus towards this um, topic, but no one, the government doesn't really, you know, care that much um, about, you know, cybersecurity and stuff like that as much as India and China are. Why do you think that um, that we uh, America isn't you know doing that as much as China and India?
1: Are? Probably because like India and China, if you combine both of their populations, um, it's basically like half of the world's population. So like it would so like more people could mean like more hackers and more yeah more hackers and stuff like that so that's probably why they're doing like enforcing such laws and regulations
0: so yeah and yeah i think that's true and yeah. also they probably don't yeah. want, like the same thing happening to what happened in the u.s with like donald trump and twitter and like the oh, white yeah. house thing yes
2: Abhi, you, you might want to come closer to your microphone so we can hear you a yeah, bit more. sorry, earlier. my
1: phone's charging, so.
2: Oh, that's alright. Okay, so next we are going to go to a Tesla story I have here. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, uh, Tesla's Elon Musk says, U.S. factories are closed for two days due to parts shortage, sh- shortages. So, they actually stopped production line, like a couple of production lines in California of Tesla, um, because they have incurred some loss, which probably resulted in the stock market going down, I think. Yeah. So you're probably wondering what's going on. Why well, the Tesla production line has halted, you know, in making of the cars? I think the primary reason this occurred is because of the down, downfall of the Tesla stock, which is rising for quite a while. Like, it was it was really rising. Like, it was around, you know, you know, what it was today. Last year, like $500. I mean, it was like four, $300, $400. I mean, you saw the Tesla stock, right? Over, since, you know, last year, it's been rising and rising and rising. It almost hit, you know, $1,000, right?
0: hmm
2: Yeah. Yeah, and they were really popular, so, you know, and then it started dropping all of a sudden. It went from $800 six hundred dollars and then eight hundred dollars to six hundred dollars in two months like right now the Tesla stock is let's search it um stuff right now the Tesla stock is five ninety seven. I mean we, you we, know it they had
3: that much in like two months
2: in two months yeah they were almost at a thousand dollars they were at nine hundred dollars then then they dropped all the way down to six hundred dollars you know, I'm not sure why, maybe, because of this, maybe not um it was five five ten yesterday, last time I checked it now it is up back up to like that, that so, anything <laughs>
3: yeah
2: and and then it started you know Tesla its stock started dropping all of a sudden, you know from November to you know now, but there are some other reasons as well, like you know I think it might not. Just have been the stock market downfall. I mean, you know, shares of Tesla fell eight percent during the day after Bloomberg reported the production of Tesla's less expensive Model Three to have been t- temporarily suspended. And then, and then, some people were wondering. There's questions rising about whether it had enough supplies to keep the assembly line moving. So, several automakers. Oh, actually, happened were hit by the shortage of chips, forcing them to scale down production. Like, chips meaning, I think, maybe processors? I'm not sure. Excuse me. Fremont shut down for the past two days because, oh yeah, this is all because of parts shortages. I mean, uh, because of parts shortages, then their stock probably went down, and then that's probably why they had to halt production here. person with knowledge of the situation told Reuters, that at least some workers had been told they could take off Wednesday and Thursday, while another person said some employee parking lots appeared to have fewer people than usual on Thursday. Electric quoted Musk was telling employees that the production of the Model 3 and the Model Y small SUV would speed up the full production over the next few days. But they said, we are experiencing some parts supply issues, so we took the opportunity to bring Fremont down for a few days, to do equipment upgrades and maintenance, Musk said in an employee email, according to Electric. Musk also said the company was scaling up production of its more expensive, expensive Model S and Model X lines, which would soon go back to two shifts, he said, according to Electric. The company could not be immediately reached for comment. Tesla said last month that it might face a temporary impact from a global semiconductor shortage and logistics uh, disruptions at ports. This is a very industry-wide problem, rather than anything Tesla-specific, but this episode provides a very useful reminder that electric vehicle manufacturing is subject to periodic supply chain bottlenecks, whether related to chips or batteries or other components, Raymond James' analyst Havel Molchanov said by email. Samsung also said that uh, it, while it supplies chips that control self-driving capability to Tesla, last week it had also suspended its factory in Austin, Texas, You know, due to the winter storms they're having that you know caused power outages. The Tesla chips were made in the Texas factory, the automaker said two years ago. Samsung declined to identify its customers for the factory. It was unclear how much volume or revenue Tesla would lose due to the production halt. The Fremont plant has an annual-annual production capacity of 500,000 Model 3s and Model Y's combined. Tesla last week reduced the price of its cheaper variants of the Model 3 and the Model Y, the latest in a series of price cuts at a time when legacy automakers are trying to fight back with the new models. So yeah, that's what's happening here. That's probably why Tesla you know, stopped, the stock dropped. Um, you know, they had a supply, um, uh, supply, what's it called? Shortage. They had supply shortage. So, yeah. I mean, this supply shortage, it's pretty bad timing for Tesla, but it is what it is, you know? Companies incur loss. They have you
3: know, supply thing.
2: shortages. Um, Anything can happen. Yeah. I mean, Yep, anything can happen. I mean, this also takes affects. Uh, this also affects stock investors and holders, as well as you know other people who are in um, yeah. active in the stock yeah. market. Yep, yep. Since they lose money, which is bad luck, you know, for me. I mean, I use a big stock investing app. It's not um, it's not real, but you know, I have incurred some loss due to the um you know, downfall of the Tesla stock and, you know, other people who have invested real money in Tesla would have lost money too. So, I mean, yeah, the stock market has seen a degradation in stock value these past couple of months. And, you know, some people are saying that there might be, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, a market crash, but, you know, I'm not really sure whether we're going to have a market crash or not. And, I'm afraid that if it continues, like the stocks keep on going down, and if it does continue, I mean, we may experience, we may experience a stock market crash, which would be the best time to buy stocks if it is your first time. So like, if you never invested in stocks, you ha- we had a stock market crash, you were thinking about it for a while, like, you know, when is the stocks going to go down? Or when are they going to go up? You know, this, around this time would probably be a good time for you to you know, go invest in stocks because, um, because stocks are going even more down, and then if they hit a stock market crash, then you have the stocks, then you know, the stocks are going to go zooming back up. You know Tesla, how high Tesla went, right? Tesla is, I'm probably sure, definitely sure, Tesla's stock is going to go all the way back up again, and then you are going to make that profit. I mean, GME has surprisingly been doing well and, you know, I bought a couple of stocks and um, in, a, in a week, all the stock values, for me, all the stock that was combined together increased 50%, which resulted in me getting a $1,000 profit. And if you didn't know which company GME is, it's GameStop, which they have been in the news a lot and they have been a very controversial company with stocks and everything. I mean, their stock value only raised 3%, like, per share. But uh, I got like uh um like fifty shares, and then I sold them. We you know that's why I got like that thousand dollar profit. Do any of you
0: um
2: invest in stocks or uh plan to invest in stocks in the future?
0: Yeah, I don't currently invest in stocks, but I plan to invest in the future.
1: Yeah, I'm probably gonna invest in. The yeah, future because too.
2: Nice. I mean, you know, stocks, every day, got to look at the market, you got to see which one, which stocks went up, which stocks went down, you got to properly predict, you know, based on what the company does, their products that they release, their services, how popular they are, their success rate. Based I on all trust, these factors, every day you've got to look at them.
3: I wouldn't trust myself to any our... stocks, just because of the risk of, of losing all your money in it. Ugh. Oh.
2: I mean yeah that fear of the fear of you know taking that risk I mean it's life you got to go take risks you know you gotta spend the fear money of that losing money, that say, losing money I mean yeah that, that's 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 an awesome um a phrase that that you know that you said that right there you you got to spend money to make money if you're starting a business you got to invest money if you if you don't want to invest any money you're not going to make any money so same thing here in stocks. It's like, you got if you want to if you want to go invest in stocks, you got to go take that risk. And if you lose money, you lose money. If you gain money, you you, you gain money. Like you need to first step and if you have that fear of, you know, losing money and you never get started, you will never get started and you'll never be successful in your financial career. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, stocks, I agree with what you said, Robert. It's kind of like, it's a gamble. It's kind of like gambling. So, you know, one way you might gain lots of money, you might, you know, um, earn earn lots of money due to the increase of the stock market and the stocks, or you might lose a lot of money because of the downfall of, you know, the stocks. So, you know, it's just which way the market goes. You no, know, and some people—they have, uh, um, like my father's friends—they have invested in, um, you know, stocks like Tesla stock, Amazon stock. They they buy a bunch of those stocks, like maybe you no, know, you know, per share, Amazon stock per share is three thousand dollars. They buy like fifty stocks, and they invest, you know, fifty thousand dollars. No, I mean, they bought like fifty stocks when it was a hundred dollars. They holded that stock for, you know, a couple months. Now, because of the success rate of Amazon, it all the way went up to $3,000. Because they bought the stock per share, $100, they're selling the stock per share, $3,000. You can see they are getting, like, millions of dollars in profit right there. So, you know, sometimes you can get lucky with stocks. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you don't get lucky with stocks. You know, it, it is, it's what it is. That's the um, stock market. But you can also be good in investing in uh, dividend stocks. Dividend stocks are um, where a company um, partitions a part of their profit to, um, you know, stock investors and shareholders. So, like, if you invest in dividend stocks, like, um, people who, uh, companies who partition the most percentage of their profit you want to invest in. Like, you know, some people, like, it's not very much because, you know, there's so many people investing in stocks around the world. They're not going to, you know, pay you like a hundred bucks, you know, per dividend stock that you hold. But like, if you hold like one dividend stock, you might get like, you know, $6 per year. If the company, six or $7, maybe $10. That company has a high percentage you know, of dividend stock um, partition. That's also a good thing to invest in. Like, I saw this guy somewhere, he invested in a lot of dividend stocks. He had, like, um, 20 or 30 companies on the list. Because of how much he invested, um, he got, uh, you know, he gets 80 bucks per year. But, you know, sometimes the company would not, you know, partition that much percentage. Year to year, the percentage of their profits change And year to year, how much money you get changes. Like, for example, one year it might be 4%. One year it might be 6%. It all depends on the um, market change and the success rate of the companies. So, yeah, that's a little bit about stocks and Tesla, what happened there with um, GameStop and Tesla and uh, why the Tesla production has halted right there. Okay, so the next thing I wanted I want to um talk about is an Apple story. So um basically there there was this TikTok on TikTok that was really popular because apparently they um they revealed an iPhone hack which was um not really an iPhone hack. So let's see, let's take a look here. Um So you know, as some of us may know, sometimes there will be random Apple hacks or tricks that none of us even know about, and then someone finds it out, and then, and then randomly, out of nowhere, it starts trending on TikTok. This is one of those. And there are some people that go and see it, and they're like, seriously? Seriously? That feature went viral? And, and then that's like, that's a simple trick I already know how to do, amateurs. One funny and questionable thing about this, hack is that it happens on an iPad and on an iPhone, not on an iPhone, even though they specifically said that it happens on an iPhone. There were some people commenting on the video saying that whatever was demonstrated in the video was not a hack. And then they started asking the creator if they knew what a hack even was. And then they were, they were you know, correct since whatever they showed in the video was a feature and not a hack. They put "life hack" in the title which obviously is one of the reasons it might have gone viral in the first place. Because when you say hack, it's like, it's a new thing that you never heard before. And it's something that is supposed to be like a secret. People are doing these kinds of things just to get the views and go viral on this popular app. So um, I'm going to go and send the link to you all so you can watch this video and see what this little iPhone hack is that you may or may have not known about. So let me get the link. Coming up with the link right here. Right where? Copy this bad boy. Copy.
0: One second. Here.
2: Okay, so I have sent you the link. You can go take a look at it. Did you all receive the link?
3: Oh, we got it. My, I couldn't hear anything. Got the Tesla link. <laughs> My connection just dropped or something. Oh, sorry.
2: That's, oh, that's a Tesla out. link.
1: BGR.
2: Okay, I sent you the correct link this time. Did you receive the correct link?
3: Oh, yes, I got the new links there. Thank you.
2: It's the uh, latest link. Yeah, you can going uh, to watch the video that's like, ha He's like, I bet you all don't, didn't know how y'all could do this. I bet y'all didn't know y'all could do this. So, basically, all he did was he he took the uh, apps, and then he um, holded all those apps, and then he went on the other page, and then he dropped them. That's basically all he did. He got 60,000 likes because of that, 1,044 comments, and 2,765 shares because of that little thing. Oh, my God. So... The person, so yeah, these are all the apps that the person wants to move. They just go to the next page and drop them in there. I mean, it's useful for people who use an iOS device and are on a recent version of iOS. But is this really a life hack?
0: you think this is really... I mean, a, it can like, be really uh, helpful when organizing like, your screen because personally, I've tried to organize it and it took so, many t- took so many tries just to move individual apps correct spot that I wanted them in. I mean, yeah, that is good,
2: but like, let me ask you this. Has your life been hacked? Yes? No? Maybe so? Maybe so? I mean, this is this isn't you know like a life hack, right? This is not like your life as not. Been yeah, hacked. it's
0: not that so, much of a life hack. Yeah, and they're
1: like it's not that interesting. Yeah, that that
0: that's mm-hmm. that's the
2: message I'm trying to convey. Anyway, that's the Apple tip of the day for you all. <laughs> all right, next story we are going on here. Um, so you guys ever heard of uh, robotic dogs? You know, right? They might be common or might have never heard about them.
3: Yes. When they do. Yeah, I think so.
2: <laughs> do, you know, do you know the no, robotic dog named Spot? Spot, yeah. Spot is name. Spot is a robotic dog produced by Boston Dynamics. I think I know they made the first prototype slash version of him back in 2014 or 2015. But, excuse me, he has improved since then and is now being used in the public. This robotic dog in New York was painted blue and is now being used in the NYPD. Some people on the streets of New York spotted, you know, spotted spot. See see, See what he did there? See what he did there? I mean, this robotic dog is aiding the police in some home invasions. Now, after hearing this news, some people may say this is the beginning of the end of the world. Like, you know, oh my god, robotic dogs are helping the police. Now they're, they're going to start malfunctioning. They're going to be evil. And they're going to take over human civilization. <sighs> you know, and You know, some people might be afraid. But, like, there's no need to be afraid, like, of the, you know, this might not be the start of the beginning. This might be the start of the beginning of a, you know, new new um um age of robotic inventions, robotic aiding of humans. Like, they might not take over the world. Now, you know, well, of course these dogs are robots, and they don't have any sort of emotions, but, you know, just imagine a swarm of these dogs coming at you. For me, that's going to scare the heck out of me. Like, what are these robot dogs going to do to me? And how am I going to stop them in their tracks? If I throw a stick at them, they won't get scared and run away like some dogs. If I flash a light at them and try to direct them out of my path, they won't even do that because they don't have eyes or, like, light sensors or whatever. They don't even have, you know, any eyes to get or lights to to get confused by the lights. Now, the even more scary thing is that the police have decided to use these robotic dogs in substitution of real dogs so for example the real dog cannot be used due to their condition they're sick i mean they are going to the veterinarian they have a surgery no what for the heck like that and you know this revived this revived dog will be used you look at a real dog it's been trained it has real life human it has real life emotions and connections you know to us to humans with real feelings that have been nurtured by humans for centuries. I mean, you know, you know, dogs, they've been here for so long because of that. I know we can train them, they're like pets, they're not like wolves. But yeah, it's been trained most of the time, they can be controlled and their actions can be predicted. Well, it's different for robotic dogs. Now, looking at the picture of this robotic dog right here, I'm on the um their website here it's painted blue it's called digi dog um i mean the original name is spot but the, the they renamed it to digi dog i mean this is this is a dog walking down the path here in this video excuse me so it's just walking and it, it looks kind of creepy and i'm not sure like what could be started out of this. I mean, now looking at at the video here of this robotic dog, it does have a 360-degree camera on its head, which by the looks of it, looks like it could only be used for surveillance, like, you know, for surveying the land or something. But maybe if there is a rumor that there is a bomb someplace in the city, it would properly analyze the land and, and ensure safety for the residents. I mean, they are programmed to do, you know, what they have to do like you know, what did I just explained but what if what if you saw hundreds of them marching on the street in sync doing what they were programmed to do you would be scared that if they malfunction you know they could hurt you I mean this, that's a scary situation to be in and maybe it really could be the beginning of the end uh, you know who knows right just these um, real realistic life like there are a lot of dogs that uh can carry uh packages like big heavy packages you know you know punch you in the face and knock you down you know their strength is, i mean you know it seems like their programming is perfected you know by you know dec- almost a decade now you know if uh, if we get we hit in three years we'll hit a decade um and these programming is really good, but you know. We never know. They're robots. They're we Sometimes we might not be able to understand them. They're a new thing in the market. Just invented a couple of uh, decades ago. So while dogs have been here for, you know, centuries, robotic dogs and robots in general haven't been here for that long. So, yeah. I mean, right now, it's just, uh, you know, Uh, robotic dogs I think are only going to be used for surveillance but like in the future they could be used for like what you know maybe security dogs replacements you know sniffing the bags for you know bad stuff you know some people might be having like stuff that you are not permitted to have in an airport or like you know maybe maybe they might replace you know they already do they replace normal dogs as pets like you know people are getting robotic dogs instead of real life pet dogs, but, you know, because the benefit of the robotic dogs is that apart from, you know, acting like real dogs, they can, um, they can be programmed. So you can uh, ask them to do whatever you want. They don't, you know, poop or pee. They don't, you, they, they save some of the hassle of a real dog. They don't need to be walked. They can get you your drink. You can do whatever you want. You can play around. Because of that, these types of robotic dogs are getting even more popular as robots also increase in popularity and um, might might take over the world. But who knows? Like, robotic dogs are already be used, being used in restaurants, which have replaced some jobs. So no, it's kind of a scary thing to um, imagine and realize. But, like, this is the future. This is the path we might be going down yeah. on right so yeah so even like you know not you know robots and artificial intelligence kind of go hand in hand because artificial intelligence is what is needed to power the robots like if they aren't intelligent they're not and they're not going to be programmed correctly they're not going to do like you know be your personal servant or whatever so yeah this is just the beginning then Fifty years, we'll see what um what what we'll be getting. What our new technology will be looking at like. And right now, the latest trend, latest technology is you know, um, Bitcoin, um, uh, you know, uh, robots, robotic dogs, cell phones, laptops, smart monitors, uh, smart TVs. That's the generalization of like new technology right now in our generation, but like, you know, 40 years or 60 years down the road, what will that new cool thing be and how much more advanced are, you know, we going to get? You know, if this, I mean, you know, we have lots of improved things that can be, we have lots of things that can be improved. The electric cars can be improved. Lots of technology can be improved, but like, sometimes they can reach their peak, so What is that going to be that new innovation, that new technology that is going to help improve our lives, make our lives easier, that new invention that, you know, might come out, that you might think might come out? Hmm? What do you think could be a new innovation or invention that could come out and make our uh, lives easier?
1: Robert.
3: Uh yeah, Stockholm? I'm thinking. Bobby? Um, did you say? My, did you say my uh, name? Maybe you... like. Oh, so I thought mm-hmm. I thought I was hearing things. Yes, so... I did.
2: <laughs>
3: so Would the... well,
2: do you do you think that there's what 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 kinds of innovations or inventions do you think could come in the next twenty to forty years? that could help improve our lives, make our lives easier, like, something that we would have never thought of, we've never seen before, it's never talked about like, in the news, maybe just like,
1: a random new thing Um, maybe, like like, how people go to, like, go on vacation to, like, the Caribbeans and, like, on world tours, like, maybe they might go on tours of the solar system or, like on Mars or something. Yeah,
2: that's that's a pretty cool thing to imagine. That, that's, that's a nice, nice prediction, Abby. Yeah, that might that might occur. I mean, just going to have to wait and see. If we have tours of the solar system, we would know what uh, outside of our pretty Earth looks like. I mean, one invention that I'm really excited about is the Uber, the Air Uber. So basically, they're going to make towers of um, air Uber, so basically you, there's an elevator which you can go up the tower, and then you book the Uber. It's basically a flying car. It'll take you from one tower to your destination tower. So maybe like here in Philly, if you have a tower in Philly, and then you got a tower in Texas, it'll take you from Philly to Texas, but the cost will be a little bit more because you're getting there a little bit faster than you know driving in a regular car. That was the, um, that is a concept right now from Uber that they have released a uh, couple years ago, um, like in around 2014, I think, or 2016. And if that really happens, I'm really excited to see, you know, that um, occur and come to life. So, yeah. All right. So, last story of the day here. I'm going to wrap it up. So, this is um a car story. Like, you all like new cars, right? And cool, deluxe, limited edition cars. Well, this is one of them. This is a... So, before I start explaining about it, do you peeps think that Rolls-Royce is a fancy
0: yeah.
2: car? Fancy and expensive car. Nice. Well, yeah, if you think they're fancy, Rolls-Royce has just made their car even fancier. Now, the car I'm talking about is called the Phantom Tempest, and they took it completely to another level on this one. They made a limited number of these fancy cars with too many lights, charged a ton of money for this car. All of these cars are now sold, so like, these were limited edition, deluxe, pre-order, pre-register, you know, um, uh, reserve Asian cars. So if you wanted to go buy one, bad luck for you, but it's, it's a pretty cool thing to talk about. Like, um, the dashboard is pretty cool on this car. To, it's sick. It looks very dreamy. It looks very, you know, like we were talking about the solar system before, right? It looks very solar systemy. with, uh, you, you've got a picture of the galaxy on the, um, we you know where the, the, What's the, um, the, the sun, the sun thing, you know, on the like top the of the car roof? where you pull it, you guys, I forget what it's called, any of you guys, you know, yeah, the sunroof, you know on the sunroof, you've got a whole galaxy, you know, the picture of the Milky Way galaxy, you got lights here, a bunch of lights, you got a little, uh, charging port in the middle of the two seats, you know, in the back, you know, you know how there's, it's a three-seater in the back, you know how there's three seats in the back of most cars, like, you know, not the small sedan uh-huh. cars, but the big big ones, big cars. Well, in the middle, they have like a um, little charging port bank thing. I mean, it looks pretty comfy. looks very premium. Um, there is, you have this little uh, AC slash heater control thing. I mean, it looks very, very nice. Rose offers the Tempest champagne chest also. So, um, with hand blown crystal champagne flutes. Um, let us see. So, you know, this is very hard. cool. Let me search the dashboard part. So, so, the dashboard is one of the really cool parts of this car. The dashboard is called the Frozen Flow of the Time Gallery, it is a single billet of black anodized and hand-polished aluminum milled to feature 100 individual columns. Light reflecting off the dash gives a design a r- ripple and flex effect, even though it's a solid structure. There's plenty of light inside, too, with the company uh, reimagining the Starlight Headliner, which consists of fiber-optic lighting with an intricate bespoke embroidery pattern. pattern. It's paired with a pattern of stars in the interior door panels. Rolls created it with hundreds of illuminated illuminated preparations. So yeah, all around it's it's a really good car. So the really cool part about this car is that there's a plaque in the glove compartment that describes the gallery while also hosting an Albert Einstein quote quotation. The quotation that they put there's you a know, the glove compartment, you know, you know, in the front of your cars, you know, the big cars, even the sedans, you know, in the passenger seat, you have a, a compartment which you can open. That's called the glove compartment. You know, you have that. Yeah. You have the glove compartment, correct? Yeah. Like you keep all. sometimes you keep your files in there and stuff like that. The glove compartment quotation by Albert Einstein, listen closely, he says, let me see this again. The distinction between past, present, and future is only a stubbornly persistent illusion. That's what he says. That's his quotation that is engraved in the glove compartment. This is a, Pretty nice car, cool car, Mm -hmm. don't don't you think so? Yep. You have any other thoughts about this car? You have any other you think you have any other thoughts about this car? Probably like a lot of car
0: collectors would want this car. Yeah, I agree.
2: So the whole theme of the car, you know, very it looks very spacey. It, it's denoting stuff from outer space, such as stars and constellations and stuff like that. It does look like a really fancy car. It also has, you know, it has the visual of the galaxy inside the car. So if you want to go see the galaxy, there you go. Here you go. The symbol on the front is the spirit of ecstasy, by the way. I'm not sure if you've seen, like, TikToks or, you know, videos on it, the spirit of ecstasy. Like, you know, people try
0: to steal it. Oh yeah, is it like the front thing any, of the car that like can that? go down and up? Yeah, I've seen like videos of people trying to. steal Yeah, them. yeah, that thing. You know, you know, yeah, people. Yeah,
2: like... yeah, yeah, and then it's very hard to steal. So um, that that's a symbol on the front of the car. If anyone was wondering, let me go send the link to you because I don't, you know, not just me describing it. I want you to see the actual car and how cool it is. Now, if we are looking, uh, let me try to find a find, find price here. No, I just had a ton of money, but they didn't exactly drop a specific price, you know, for this car. So I don't think I can find the price, but send you all the link. So, um, send you all the link here. Highlight like
3: this and <laughs> copy.
2: Did you get the link that I sent?
1: I don't think so. Oh.
0: Yeah, I didn't get it.
1: I sent it now. Okay, thanks.
2: So, you take a look at the car there.
1: First picture looks so cool.
2: I know, right? It's it's just it looks awesome. So after you're looking at the uh, whole whole car, tell me what you think of it.
0: And I found it like kind of cool that there are tables at the back of the seat, so you can like, I guess, eat. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, then it has a, and it it like, does
0: look like a galaxy.
2: Yeah, that's. I think that was their whole goal. And then they had the Rolls Royce, uh, excuse me, logo, on the entire car. It's very mm-hmm. cool. I just wonder what the price of this car. It's very premium, very fancy. Some a car like for a business. A man or businesswoman, I mean, looking at it from the front. You just driving this down on the road, on the street, people, you you gonna have uh, heads turning your way with this car because how cool looking it is. Even the lights and everything, you know, there's the spirit of ecstasy.
0: And mm-hmm.
2: yeah, so that is the Rolls Royce Phantom. And that is our last story of the day in this episode. Um, before we jump off, thank, thank you um, for speakers, for penning and speaking about these topics and because it's in my podcast. And a very special thank you to Robert Kester, who is a Patreon supporter. So he got this special opportunity as a special guest. Come speak on the show today. And, uh, well, that's that's pretty much it for the episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe to my podcast. Also, my YouTube channel is linked down in the description below, as well as my Discord server, where you can ask questions about anything we uh, discuss, or, like, if you want any links. And, like, anything, you know, we just discussed in general in today's episode. And I'm going to play the outro music. And then we are going to be done. Um, Riley Kuhn makes the cover art and, you know, and Justin produces the intro slash outro music. And again, that's it. Goodbye, everyone. Oh.